pets. We've made a, a lot of great strides in, in, in girls and uh, the, your uh, boys, uh, junior and amateur golf. It's just too many uh, to name. Um, you know, we've had um, Bailey Davis, who made it to the finals in the, in the U.S. Uh, junior uh, amateur golf world. And I mean, it's just like I said, it's just too many to name. We had so many juniors in, uh, at Worlds. And then we had, of course, we had some juniors at uh, World Team. So a lot of great golf that was displayed uh, this summer. Um, it's, it's, it's about that time to go back to school. We've got, uh, you know, we've got so many of our juniors that's going to college now. Um, it, as a matter of fact, we've got Kendall Jackson headed to Howard University. And um, I know our special guest is going to look out for her and take good care of her because they're not too far from each other. Um, but man, you know, the junior golf is exploding. Uh, we're focused right now. Uh, there are a lot of great things that's happening in, in the world of junior golf. Uh, we're winning. Um, we're winning big and we're winning a lot. So um, I'm excited um, about our, you know, about our special guest that's going to be on tonight. And so, um, so before I bring him up um, again, uh, we have, we have uh, U.S. kids fall coming up in a lot of different areas across the country. And of course um, there are a lot of, um, uh, championships and a lot of big tournaments between now and the end of the year, um, all across the country, AJGA, um, NJGA, um, and a lot of different local, uh, chapters, uh, where, where, where junior, junior, junior golf is being played. So without any further delay, man, I want to bring up my special guest, my friend, all the way from Virginia. Let's give it up for Mr. Randy Newsom. What's going on, Randy? Bro, how are you this evening? I'm doing great, my friend. I'm doing great. Good, good, good. And I haven't, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, man. I know it was nice to uh, make your acquaintance at Myrtle Beach and let you um, uh, beat me up on the golf course. I enjoyed it. Man, I wish, I wish, man. I just, I just appreciate everything you've done uh, for Lil John. Um, and, you know, just from coaching, uh, just from, you know, giving them advice and just helping them as much as you can in, in anything. Um, he will, he will always remember that he, he you know, he'll never forget. Cause you know, we talk about you all the time and, um, you know, we appreciate everything that you do. So, uh, first thing I want to ask you, uh, Randy is, you know, give us a little background, um, about yourself, man, who you are, where you're from, Anything that you want to share with us? I, I, you know, we've seen you on Facebook a lot um, in the, on the Alliance page with your grandbabies and beautiful family. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I guess I was a, before golf related, I didn't start playing golf until I was 28 years old. But before the age of 28, after high school, I played college basketball for a couple of years. And I really finally was pinched to realize that the dream of playing basketball at another level was not going to occur. So therefore, after that, I spent 22 years in the United States Army. Okay. And within those 22 years is where I picked up a golf club. Wow. And I started playing at 28 years old, and that became my addiction. And 
I, I can honestly say that, yes, I have an affinity for the game, a love for the game, an addiction to the game. And I know I can no longer play with the youngsters. But what I can do is pass on my experiences, my knowledge, my tournament history, and all of the things that weren't afforded to me when I was growing up as a puppy in the game of golf. And, and since the age of 28, I started playing competitively. I didn't start playing competitively at a state and regional level until I was in my 40s. Gotcha. A lot of people were like, man, you should try to play competitively. Like, I'm having too much fun. But then I got the bug. Right. So I started playing in North Carolina, in the Carolina Golf Association events when I lived in North Carolina. Then I moved here to Virginia, played in the Virginia State Golf Association events um, and in the Mid-Atlantic events. Um, I've had the privilege of placing very high in some Virginia State Golf Association events in a right. um, 2018 in the match play. I was runner up. 2019, I finished within the top 10 of the VSGA points which means I was exempt from playing in the senior amateur and the senior opens. So I played in state senior opens four or five times, senior amateurs four or five times. And I had the honor and privilege of winning the Mid-Atlantic senior amateur in 2020, which is probably my greatest competitive golf um, accomplishment to this point. The only thing I've done probably greater than that competitively is having the ability to help someone who's coming up at an earlier age, the young people right now who really aspire to learn the game. And hopefully they don't have to share some of the hardships, trials, tribulations, and and bumps in the road that I did. And having to share them with these juniors and the youngsters of the game of golf is something that I absolutely have a new affinity for. And it's because of people like you, Ro, who really open the door for something like this that made this possible for that. I thank you, man. You are welcome. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I think you and I, we shared one of our, you know, one of our favorite, favorite players. And I think you, um, had, had, had some, uh, dealings with Lonto Griffin, right? You know, Lonto. I know Lonto from some of the opens. Um, if Lonto and I walked past each other, we would probably go, who is that guy? Right. You know, but, um, I, I can't say that I know him as a friend, right? You know, or that we've had dinner together, or we shared, you know, some stories together. But we shared some tournaments together, right? And now I'm glad to see that he has gone on and done bigger and better things, and got his start in college golf at VCU. Yes. Which now my friend Andy Walker is now the coach at VCU. That's right. So it's amazing how. The, the circle of evolution just always goes around and round. Yes. And it's going to continue. I mean, I, mean, I think things are going to happen over the next, you know, five to 10 years. And it's going to be like, wow, is this, it's just coming around and, and it's going to get better. So, so real quick, Randy, talk a little bit about how you went, you know, what are the things, what are some of the things that gave you that edge to get to go from being a good golfer to a great golfer? Because I've seen you play, and I know you can really flat out play. And I'm going to ask you your lowest round ever in just a few minutes. But what, what gave you that little edge to be, like, as really good as you are? Playing sports as a youngster, I always had that competitive drive. 
You know, I, I will go back to another story before I even picked up a golf club when I was playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And I went to St. Augustine's University in Raleigh. And the golf coach who just recently passed away in the last couple of months, Lawrence Peaches Coleman, who is in the Black Golf Hall of Fame. Wow. Peaches had never, didn't know I played golf, but Peaches saw me playing basketball. And I was a decent pool player too and saw the hand-eye coordination. He said, do you want to learn how to play golf? I said, no, Peaches, I don't want to do that. Uh, That's okay. You know, and that was my initial concept to even think about golf but to say that what made it maybe from good I wouldn't say great but thank you for the accolade it's just that when I practice I practice when I work I work when I chip and putt I chip and putt you know I have a routine that's Mm -hmm. a practice routine that is unbreakable wow you know I have you know, most people have left cold dinner, get cold because they work late. Yeah. My wife has seen dinner become cold because I'm out hitting golf balls. Right. So that was my drive, you know, and she always knew that. And she never fussed at me about it. So God bless yeah. her soul with that. But I always <laughs> wanted to work harder to get better. Right. And that was started mm-hmm. with um, playing sports at a younger age, wanting to be better than the competition. That's good. And, uh, you know, you know, just to share a little uh, a little bit of the routine with the juniors, uh, Randy, talk a little bit about your practice routine, because I think that's uh, uh, that could be a missing element from some of our juniors. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, take us through your short with a short game or putting or take, take us through your routine a little bit. Well, you know, I've always been a field player. OK. And when I say by a field player, you know, I didn't analyze things too much. I actually, if I felt it in my bones. Now, what I mean, I would transition that same feeling to a practice session. If I played poorly in a tournament because my iron play was weak, then that next week it was heavy on iron play. Okay. Or if I was playing in a tournament in a preparation mode and I knew that the rough was really deep, I would chip very I would work on chipping in thicker grass around greens a a, a lot of my practice sessions were predicated on what I had done poorly in the past and where I'm going in the future to know what I needed to work on so it wasn't a set systemic like I mean if you've always read Tiger's routine you know wake up 4 a.m workout breakfast you know you gotta remember I still work for a living so therefore (laughs) I have to you know compress mine a little bit you know, a little bit more. Compact a little it, bit. It was always about what I wasn't doing well at the time. If it was putting, if it was downhill putts, if it was 30-foot putts, if it right. was three-foot putts. You know, when you go out and you find something, you find a drill for something that you need to work on. But right. you always have to strive to get better. You know, if you spend your time on the range working on your strengths, you're not going to improve. Work on your weaknesses. That's how you improve. Good, good. Now, now, and knowing what you know now, Randy, what are some of the things that you would tell our juniors to 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 make their journey a little bit smoother in the, in the game of competitive golf? Number one, and I tell this to all the junior. I had a, a junior this year at my club. He was 14 years old, mm-hmm. and he qualified for this Virginia State Amateur. Wow. 
And I could tell he was just excited. And yet with that excitement came the same nervousness. So I said, come on, let's go play a couple of holes. So we played a couple of holes of golf and he hit a ball to the hundred yard marker. I said, what do you hit here? He said, I hit a sand wedge. I said, so when you get to the Virginia State amateur and you have a hundred yards, what are you going to hit? A sand wedge. You see, nothing's different. Right. So when we got to the putting green, I said, what size is the cup? It's the same size. What size is the golf ball? It's the same size. Nothing changes about the game of golf. The only thing that changes about the game of golf is between your ears. Mm. So you are in control of your destiny when you start playing at another level. You have to just, and I know it's easier said than done, but you just have to just relax like relax like it's another casual round of golf with your friends. Wow. And so speaking of between the ears, Randy, my next question to you is, you know, what do you do when it comes to the mental part of the game? Because, you know, golf, you know, you've got some phys- physical things that you got to do in golf. But, the, you know, a lot of people, you know, it, we, we know golf is mental as well. So what, are, what do you recommend for the, for the mental side of the game? Well, number one, you always have to remember things aren't always going to go your way. Number two, People, usually when you're in a tournament, you're of equal competition. You're going to get good breaks. You're going to get bad breaks. It's how you handle that bad break where your character comes into play moving forward. Because you're going to get a good break. You're going to be skipping down the fairway. Wow, I got a good break. But if you get a bad break, and if you let that frustration, that can compound itself to another error. So number one, take the good with the bad in golf. You know, have a mentality of Tom Landry. Anybody remember Tom Landry who coached the Dallas Cowboys, who was very stoic. Right. You could never tell in golf analogies, you could never tell if he made a birdie or if he made a triple bogey. And one of the things that you did ask that I will tell you that I use personally, when things are going bad in my swing, I keep this in my pocket. Okay. This is my little, for anybody who's, this is my little, where I keep my scorecard, keep my notes, keep anything about a golf course, but there's notes in here about me as well. Right. If you don't mind, Randy, share share those four things because you sent that to little John before. Yeah. So share those uh, few things uh, that helps you when you're on the course. Now now I got it down to three, bro. Okay. So the three things I always tell myself when things are going bad Mm -hmm. because I'm not hitting great shots is one, make sure I stand closer to the ball. Number two, keep my club head towards the target at impact. And number three, accelerate through the ball. Now that's me. What I'm saying to any junior individual, you find something that gives you confidence and then you keep it in your notes so you can refer back to it when you really need it, because this is comfort for me. If right. this thing is not in my hip pocket, I'm not right. Wow. And I, and I think that's good. I think that's good for every junior to refer back to uh, Randy, because, you know, like, again, you're going to have good days. And you're going to have bad days. And I just think sometimes if you have something in your back pocket, you know, that you can just refer to 
because a lot of times you can't talk to your parents, you can't talk to your coaches. It's Correct. just you and the golf course. Correct. And so sometimes you just need something to refer back to just to remind you of some key points. And, and that is so true. I think that yeah. the first thing you have to do is remember, you know, golf doesn't identify who you are. Right. You bring the game of golf to yourself and use your own personality traits with that to make yourself play good golf. Right. You know, and it's all mental. And I was telling Ro even before this podcast started, there are many people who play just as well as the guys on tour on driving ranges in Florida, Texas, Arizona, any of the Southern states where they're warmer climate. Mm -hmm. There are some very good golfers. Mm -hmm. They are equal in physical capabilities, but it's the mental mindset. It's not the, Oh, I hope I can get this ball out the bunker versus Mm. I'll get it close. I'll get up and down and move on to the next hole. You know, that it's, it's all mental. Gotcha. Now, Randy, you, I know you don't have a favorite player in the game of golf, but you, you watch a lot of golf. What, what are you looking for when you watch golf? I watch individuals who I'm not a slow player. Right. So I believe that, you know, once you grab a club out of your bag, commit to it. Commit to Even if it's the wrong club, commit to it. Right. You'll learn the next time. That's <laughs> you're gonna make mistakes. That's why the Lord put erasers on pencils. We right. are going to make mistakes in this world. You are going to make mistakes playing golf. You're not gonna make a perfect decision in 18 holes of golf with each round. Just whatever you decide, stick with it. And I love the guys that stick with it. I, I'm not, you know, I like a guy that I'm going to hit eight iron regardless right. I, what I'm going to hit, you know, but the guy who goes back, look at the guy who goes back and grabs the club three, four times. I need seven. I need eight. Mm. You know, then the next thing you know, when he makes a mistake, things begin to compound themselves throughout the round. But all I can say is, once you make a decision, stick with it. It may be the wrong decision, but God knows it's a decision. And that's important in the game of golf. Gotcha. Now, Randy, I know you've played a lot of courses across this country. What are some of your favorite courses that you've played um, uh, around the country? I've had the privilege of playing congressional. I've had the privilege of playing Seminole. I've had the privilege of playing... um, Lake Nona, which is where um, Henrik Stenson lives. Um, okay. um, I've had the uh, privilege of playing Firestone, Pinehurst, you know, and I can tell you that, you know, playing wh- wherever I go and play golf, I'm going to have fun. Right. I don't care if it's competitive or if it's just playing around with Roe Thompson. I'm going to have right. fun. King, King's know, North, baby. And, and, and <laughs> you know, whether it's a good course or a bad course, sometimes the, the, the camaraderie is more important than the course that you're playing. That's right. That's so right. And how many, Randy, how many, how many hole-in-ones have you had? I've had four, and I've only had one in competition. Okay, okay. So, um, but 
And I also had one when I had one of my worst rounds of golf. Oh, wow. I shot 87 and had a hole in one. <laughs> I had a miserable day. Right. You know, one of the days I just, we were just talking about decision making. Yes. Well, that day, every decision I made was wrong. And I'm not going to lie, the hole in one, I had pulled it 20 yards offline. What? And it hit a mound and kicked it right and went back in the hole. Oh, my so gosh. That's gone. That's gone. Some days you're the pigeon, some days you're the statue. That's gone. So that, it's just gone. Now, Randy, what's your, what's your all time low? Uh, on the course? Uh, well, we can look at that two ways. Okay. Uh, all low on a course, 64. Okay. Lowest in competition was the 66. Okay. And at 66, that day I made a double bogey. <laughs> right. So, so I made a mistake that day as well. Probably, probably, so probably toward the end of the round. Your great rounds and your bad rounds. Right, right. Let's go. I mean, 64, 66, man, that's going low. I mean, you, you in the mid sixties, that's a, that's going, that's going low. I mean, you, you, you probably had about somewhere between six to eight birdies that day. Um, no, the actual, that day I had eight birdies. Eight birdies. Yeah. Double bogey was the only blemish on my card. Right. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that's that good. was a day where the cup looked like a 55 gallon drum. I made everything <laughs> I saw. You couldn't it miss happened. anything, huh? And then there's some days you're playing well, the cup looks like a thimble. You just can't make a putt. Make That's a putt. just the game. That is the unique game that we play. That's right. That's right. So, 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 Randy, as we wrap it up, before I open it up for some Q&A, we've got some uh, parents on here. Uh, with, they may have some juniors on. Um, what are some final words of wisdom? Uh, because we look at you as, as one of the godfathers um, in the alliance. But what um, do you what, what are some words of wisdom that you would give our junior golfers at this point? Learn the history of the game of golf from an African-American perspective. Okay. Read the books, Uneven Lies, Forbidden Fairways, and there are a few others that um, I can't remember that come to mind, but learn the history of golf. Gotcha. Um, if you ever have a chance to meet, some of our legends who are still with us, Mr. Thorpe, Mr. Dent, you know. Um, Elder. Yeah, Mr. Elder. Yeah. You know, um, if, if you ever come across that opportunity, take that opportunity. Learn from us, when I say us, the elder African-American statesmen who want to see all of you all become successful. Because I want to be able to look on, watch TV one Sunday when I'm old and say, you know, I remember that kid on a podcast 15 years ago. Right. You know? So learn the history. And once you learn the history, you can now make history. That's right. That's a fact. So what we're going to do at this time, we're going to open it up for some Q&A. Um, and um, we'll open up the lines. Uh, does anybody have any questions for, for Randy? Any questions for Randy? We did get a uh, we did get a comment on the uh, on the chat line uh, from Maurice. Thanks for bringing Randy on, good brother and a great friend from Maurice Jackson. Maurice, equally, thank you very much for for being my friend, and you know we will do our best to help you with your daughter as she transitions to Howard. Yes. which is only 50 minutes from here. And right. I live on a golf course so she can come out and play. Right. 
There you go. There you go. All right. Any other questions for, for Randy, y'all? All right. Good, good, good. All right. Well, uh, Randy, listen, thank you so much. Again, it's great getting an opportunity to, to get to know you uh, up front. Um, up